I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to the Brand is Female podcast. This week, we're speaking with Chantal Carter about Love and Nudes, the brand she founded that has disrupted the underwear industry by introducing nude color undergarments that match all skin tones, including BIPOCs, something that, unbelievably enough, did not exist until then. Chantal shares her inspiration for the brand and her journey to success as a Black female founder. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. I want to start by asking you, I mean, the past few months have been heavy for all of us from uh, a global pandemic with COVID hitting just a few months ago, um, and now a movement of protests around uh, fighting for racial justice. Um, how how are you doing? How is it all going for you? And what have the past few months or the past few weeks been like on, on your end? Well, first, let me say, uh, reflecting back to my... Um... New Year's Eve gathering that I was at. I was like, whoa, 2020, 2020 vision, new year, amazing. <laughs> this is not what I expected. I don't, this is not what any of us expected. Like, oh my goodness, I just had to reflect on that. But, you know, um, it also stretches my faith um, like more than ever. So mm -hmm. the, the past couple of uh, few months have been um, like really challenging. Uh, with the uncertainty of the the COVID and what this means. But, mm -hmm. you know, when it happened, you know, it was, it was really uncomfortable at first. And then it was like, I realized for me that it was, yeah, like, like I mentioned before, it was to stretch my faith and mm -hmm. uh, for me to understand that, uh, to learn that, you know, unexpected things happen in life and it's just how we deal with them and just knowing that this shoot this too shall pass mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then another layer <laughs> then the next layer was like the the george floyd murder yeah and yeah that was that 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 has been really it's been a really difficult challenging time to be honest mm -hmm. with you I maybe one of been are one of the few people that haven't watched it in its entirety. I I, I just couldn't mm. watch right. that. It was it was it was it was just too stressful. Like my body just reacted, and I've only seen it in 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 bits and pieces, and that was that was still too much. Um, you know. And I, I, I think it's become a a, a, a a worldwide thing because of the COVID. So mm -hmm. I guess then in a way that everything happens for a reason because these things have happened, uh, black men being killed mm -hmm. uh, by police at the hands of police in, in, in the past. Um, this one was so deep for me, especially deep because it was physical contact um it was it, mm. it, it was it was a knee on a man's right. neck it wasn't right. like a shooting a shooting is and that's still horrific i'm not yeah. saying like downplaying that by any means but it, it, it's the i think it, it was the physical contact that really sh like shook me 
-hmm. and and knowing that somebody's life was being drained from them mm -hmm. um so that was really whew. and then like really challenging to imagine or to even see us a, a, like a, a piece of hmm. and then um and when I saw that, I, I, I saw more than police brutality. I saw the layers behind that. I saw that it was more than police brutality. It, 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 there was, it's the constant systemic racism. It's people who, who don't look like me, who are white, who are leaders in our governments and businesses mm -hmm. that are don't see us, don't see black mm -hmm. people and people of color or who stay silent <clears throat> to um, injustices, which allows, allowed something like this to happen, allowed a, a police officer to, to get so caught in his ego or whatever that happened that he was able to murder a man, a black man mm -hmm. uh, on camera in broad daylight while people watched. To me, that showed that our lives are not valued right. because he was, like, yeah, he 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 was able to do this. You know, the last couple of months, um, well, yeah, the last, you know, since the George Floyd murder, too. It's it's like I feel like um, because a lot of people have been coming out and talking about uh, systemic racism, and mm -hmm. I feel like a. a uh, a, a plug has been pulled from me and a wave of emotion hmm. keeps right. happening. And it's it's like all the things that were suppressed that I've had to suppress in the past mm -hmm. that have now come up to the surface. And we are being given or we're, we're taking the space now, uh, Black people, to talk about our experiences and the the inequalities and the micro the microaggressions that we faced mm -hmm. because like staying silent obviously has not done anything to 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 change um absolutely like in like injustices so like yeah but it, it's it's been really a, a very emotional time uh for me because it's, it's like so much is coming up to the surface, like memories of things. And it was like, oh, right. I think that was, I remember when, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like somebody was calling me and my coworker the same name just because, and it's, is it just mm. because we're black? I don't understand right. why they can't tell the difference. Yeah, so little things like that. So like a lot of yeah. like reflect, like reflection right. has come yeah. up. And it's been, it's, it's, it's been a very emotional, hurtful, stressful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just navigating through that, uh, right mm -hmm. now is, um, is, 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 is emotionally exhausting. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And you're an entrepreneur. So, uh, on top of it, you're, you know, you're managing your business and, 
the COVID situation over the past few months has not been easy on business owners. We know that as a fact. So, but we'll take a second now just to go back because I want to ask you about Love and Nudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to know about when that journey started for you. So did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur or what led you to want to start the company specifically? Well, for a long time, years and, and years, I, I knew that I wanted to do my own thing in a creative space um, mm-hmm. somehow. And I worked as a wardrobe stylist. I was a freelance stylist. So I think that's when my journey in venturing in entrepreneurship started. Right. Um, working freelance as a stylist. But I I was never completely satisfied with that because I, as much as I was excited to be in a creative realm, um, when I finally found myself working as a stylist, I saw how challenging it was to, um, because there weren't many people that looked like me, for one. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing, it, it wasn't behind the scenes it was very superficial (laughs) and that wasn't who i was it it didn't seem like people were very they weren't real and Mm -hmm. um unauthentic there was like a facade that um and just a um like negativity in the background that i i just didn't fit into but i still Mm. loved um the creativity, the clothes, but mm-hmm. I, I stepped away from uh, uh, from that uh, because I, I I didn't love the business of fashion okay, either right, in yeah. either in that way. Yeah. But what I everything happens for a reason because when I was working as a stylist, I saw that when the um, the women of color or the black models would come in, they never mm-hmm. had nude undergarments. <laughs> which which i'm laughing because you know this kind of seems crazy and it should have been obvious right Mm -hmm. the point the point of nude underwear is it matches your skin tone and i had the same reaction with band-aids and you know speaking as a white woman if i buy band-aids yeah they match my skin tone so i never asked myself what happens for someone who has a different skin tone i took it for granted yeah, yeah, that, that's the simplest example of, of um, systemic racism, just something like Absolutely. that, that like, we're not considered, mm-hmm. you know, so we've had to wear beige band-aids. Thank goodness they came up with clear at some right. point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yes, things like that. And um, so the, the darker models would, they wouldn't, and it was expected that that's what you would have because you didn't know what you were wearing. It could be white. It could be, mm. so it could be, you know, transparent or sheer. So if you have something that matches your skin tone, it's not going to show through the garments. So mm-hmm. the models had to end up being the darker models, either nude or wearing black and hoping that it wouldn't sh- show through. And that in itself is like a stress before you get started. Mm-hmm. And then they would always, always, I noticed too, with the uh, darker skin models, they always come with their own foundation, makeup foundation, because they were afraid that the uh, makeup artist wouldn't have a color that suited them. So I I, I always had a mental note of that. And Mm -hmm. 
I wanted something that was nude for me too, because I knew what it did. I wanted nude shoes. I wanted, <laughs> I mm-hmm. wanted nude undergarments, and right. I could, you know, I could never achieve the the looks that I wanted to have because there wasn't something that matched my skin tone, and mm-hmm. that was really frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that moment where, because you, you had observed the, the, the issue, tell me about that moment where you said, I want to, this is going to be my project and I want to make a business out of this. <laughs> well, it became um, a real issue for me when um, I, I loved wearing lace and <laughs> I, I kept looking for something that matched my skin tone. Uh, but I couldn't find anything because I, I just wanted it to look like when I was wearing a lace top, I wanted it mm-hmm. to look like it was my skin tone, like underneath the la- like underneath the lace. But of course, right, being yeah. covered <laughs> or right. like dis- discreet, and I, I could never, I couldn't find that. It was always just like beige camisoles, beige bras. And then I decided, I said, okay, you know what? Because I, I, I got frustrated. I looked in the U.S. I looked, I thought it was a Canadian problem. I looked in the U.S. too, same thing. And um, then I finally decided that I was going to paint a bra. So I bought a white bra. Yeah. And <laughs> I found a fabric paint that um, matched my skin. Right. And I, I also bought a, 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 a white panty and mm-hmm. I painted, I physically painted it, Paint, painted <laughs> them both. I painted the bra and the panty. That's the, <laughs> the ultimate do-it-yourself project. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I had the gloves. <laughs> I put the, I found a bucket in my house and I connected I, I i connected the bra bound around the bucket so it was all stretched out and oh, i yeah. painted <laughs> i painted that bra with a brush a paint so that brush. was the original r d for what became your business basically yes yes and 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 i wore it <laughs> it worked I, I wore it it worked it was hard <laughs> and crusty and uncomfortable but i didn't care at the time right. like it gave me the look i want and then I thought about it. I was like, no one should, oh, come on. <laughs> no one should have to do this. Mm-hmm. To, Absolutely. Yeah. To, to, to have something like this happen. And that's how I decided that I would do my research and, and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's how Love and Nudes came to be. And what kind of reactions did you have when you, you know, first came out with your business project? And I'm sure there were conversations with either suppliers or potential partners or potential, you know, retailers, whatever it was. How was the idea received? Well, um, when I would tell people about it and I would compare it, kind of like you mentioned before, to a Band-Aid, they were shocked that... um, you know, um, things weren't readily available in different skin tone colors. Right. But you see, it's like for with white people, when something's always available to you, you don't, you it, like, it's not in your thought process to yeah. think about, okay, is it available for it? Because it's always just there for you. You're not going to really think about it. Yeah. And yeah. I, some, I, I get that. Um, 
and when I would um, interview women, young women, like girls and stuff, and I had asked them, what does nude mean to you? They would say things like mm. beige, taupe, peach. And I was like, wow, it's so mm. ingrained uh, that nude is defined as beige that they don't wow. even realize that what it truly means. Nude is a, is, is a state of being. It's, it's, a, it's, it's naked. Yeah. It yeah. can be anybody's skin tone, but because yeah. it's always the image of nude was always beige, everybody assumed that's what it was. And wow. um, so it, 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 it was really interesting to talk to people about what that was like. And when I pitched to an investor, you know, he told me uh, that he thought it would be too many items or too many SKUs is what he put it for a retailer to carry because I wanted to come out with four skin tone colors. And he said it would be too much. It would take up too much space. And he might've been thinking about it in a, in a business sense. Right. Well, but all I heard was that my skin tone is not valid. Right. And yeah. neither are my brothers and, well, not brothers and sisters. Well, yes, either, yeah. neither yeah. are, none of our skin tone is not, not valued. Right. You know, so it was, it was really, it was, it was, it hurt yeah. <laughs> to hear that, but I was determined to keep going. And for anyone who doesn't get, you know, what kind of, the, the fact that there is systemic racism, whether we like it or not, we live in a society where there is race, where there is systemic racism. This is the best example because we don't even, you know, as a, as a white person, we don't even stop to think that somebody else's skin tone is not reflected in what's available in stores which is crazy yeah when you stop to think about it it does not make sense yeah and and, and the thing is for me i was like well but there's other colors there's purple there's it's true there's this there's that there's all like why how come these this is too much i just mm. i didn't under i didn't understand it but mm -hmm. yeah it just i said no this can't be it so i just kept going and what kind of reaction? So when you launched a product and made it available to consumers, what kind of feedback did you get from clients? Oh my gosh. I had uh, one re a review and a customer tell me they've waited. They were so excited to buy. Um, they said they waited 30 years, like things like wow. that, 30 years to find <laughs> something that went with their skin tone color. Right. And, you know, I get encouragement, please keep going. Mm -hmm. um, excitement, um, you know, it, I think it's brought more awareness to the, to the forefront about, uh, it has, what nude is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, questioning, questioning, like what it, what it is and how it's defined. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's been a lot of appreciation, excitement for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 to, and honestly, I still do see some challenges. Like, there's because some people, some people of color, because it was so not available to them previously, mm -hmm. it's still a foreign concept to them. I had a young woman. Wow. Yeah, I was at a, I was doing a woman's show and this beautiful 
she was dark skinned, uh, a black girl. She was like on the darker side. And I was showing her, I showed her, she, she was, she, she walked past my booth and I showed her and, um, like, uh, I have a, my deepest shade is called Espresso Empress. And I showed her and I said, yeah, this would be beautiful on you. It matches your skin tone. And she, she stepped back and she was like, well, why are you picking that color for me? <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> And I like I was surprised by that reaction. Yeah, it was like she was taken aback that I was showing her that that was her skin tone color. She didn't see that as her nude, right? Because yeah. she was herself so accustomed to a different shade for for a nude bra. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's like it, there's there's and it showed me the psychological implications of hmm. um, systemic racism is that, yeah. you know, we, you know, some of us don't want to, can't accept ourselves because you're subliminally told that you're not valid. You're not mm -hmm. valued. You're not seen. You're not beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, your body's not accepted. Yeah. So you deny yourself. Right. Yeah. So that was, right. that was, that was really sad for me. And I was mm. like, I don't know how to handle that in the future. Do I just let people pick on their own? Because um, you see some nuances there happening, mm. you know, what people's perception of their skin tone is and um, or what it, you know, what it isn't. And I think it, it I, I, I believe it is because, you know, because, you know, the images that are shown are, um, are, are not of us or it's in a negative light. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship. And they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. And I think there's something to be said about, well, it, it's across industries, but in recent years and recent months, the challenges for the traditional model have really uh, come to light. They're, you know, thinking of what's happened to Victoria's Secret and uh, how their treatment of women within the company and models and so on. It's, it's put a spotlight on the issues within an, an industry that's been uh, extremely conventional and kind of governed by outdated standards, headed by white straight men who have this idea of how women should look and feel and behave and what they should be buying. Uh, I, I think it's because, as you mentioned, it's it's usually it's. I think it's smaller the the markets like the the, the people at the head or. You know, it's it's a it's a small it's though it's a worldwide thing. You know, I think in each city or each um, major city, it's still like certain people 
at the top. It's still like, and, and it's, and it's, it's white. And I think it's male and it's white and people, just as you said, who have certain ideas of what things should, should look like. And um, until, and I, that goes, this goes for every industry's things in the background or behind the scenes diversify, it'll stay the same until there's different voices, uh, people who look different are the decision or are, are the decision makers are mm -hmm. unable to collaborate uh then things will stay the same it's mm -hmm. like we're better diverse working together so different perspectives can be shared and and acknowledged mm -hmm. but when it's the same tired people running the show or are the decisions makers um mm -hmm. that's when the same narrative is put out right mistakes are put out, uh, things that are put out that are in, uh, uh, inappropriate. Yeah. Um, like I've, like there was something with H&M, you know, that um, I, I remember something that where they mm -hmm. put out something that was inappropriate, that was derogatory to black people. It's like, maybe if they had, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe, maybe more diverse people on their, um, their advertising mm -hmm. team, Things like that could be flagged. So this is why things keep happening it, until it diversifies. So I want to talk about obviously the past few weeks with, well, essentially what started after the murder of George Floyd, the movement of protests we're seeing against racial injustice, um, you know, uh, companies also making statements to um, d disclose the fact that they are against racism. In some companies, the statements are backed up by concrete action and you know measures that, as you say, allow for more diversity within positions of power in the company, which you know would help uh, have real impact and real change. For you as a, a, a black female founder, business owner, how has this translated? And how are you viewing this outpour of support and interest? I'm hopeful. I, I'm, I'm really hopeful because I've said before that um, we're not a trend. Like Black lives, is, it, it, we're not a trend. This is our life that we are fighting for. Uh, we're just trying to live every day, grow our businesses, um, grow our careers, and um, I'm really hoping that um, this will be a change that that sticks and it's not going to go away in like six months or or a year because yeah we've people have never listened before they seem to be listening now but there's still this fear like well how long is it going to last I, and I just hope that. It, 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 it continues, like buying from black businesses is gonna be something that's like mm -hmm. day to day, not just a trend thing to do now because of uh, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, because it has been really challenging trying to um, navigate um, through systemic racism and having to watch what you say. And, you know, um, so being able to just be, um, right and reveal yourself like as a business owner, because I know that there has been business, black business owners uh, 
that I've spoken to is that that have been, af been afraid to put up their picture on their websites and say that, um, oh yeah, this is because they don't want people to know it's a black owned business in fear that mm -hmm. people wouldn't buy um, from them. And it's, it, that hurts. It really hurts that you have to think that you'd even think about something like that. But I know it's reality because I've thought about that too. Ooh, should I? Or, you know, you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to contort myself this way to talk to this audience and contort myself to talk, to speak this way to, 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 to this audience um, based on who they are and what they look like. It's, 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 it can be very challenging to do that. Um, so I'm grateful, really grateful for the um, support, like people have been supportive towards my, like my business and my traffic's increased and sales have increased. I just wanted to, um, to continue for it to become um, part of day-to-day -day life for people. Just seek out and spend with diverse businesses, not only big brands and, you know, big box stores who may not give back to their community. When you support local businesses, you know, it, it actually, it, it, it makes a community thrive. What else needs to change? So, and, and you talked about, um, you know, corporations who don't have, and the large players in the industry who don't have diversity uh, among their, you know, decision makers on the brand side, on the advertising side, on the design side. Um, what else needs to be addressed in the industry for it to be truly diverse and for it to truly actively fight, uh, you know, racism in all its forms. Okay, um, I'm gonna piggyback off of uh, this designer's name, Aurora James, because I thought that was a mm -hmm. really great idea about, mm -hmm. and it seems to be t like um, taking off to, um, you know, uh, like in the 15% pledge. pledge Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I say this because our popular culture, pop culture, culture is very influenced by by the Black community, yet it's not right. acknowledged. Mm -hmm. You see it in yeah. commercials and, you know, the way um, people dress. Even yeah. some of our features are, are copied, like on mm -hmm. white people. And... Right. Um, but yet when you get behind the scenes, <laughs> there's no one that looks like us. We're such a creative right. people. It's like, how can that be? This doesn't make sense. Right. So um, having um, our, and, and, and we're huge, like we spend a lot on in, mm -hmm. in, 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 I know in my industry in fashion and, and beauty. So I, I think it's only right and fair to make sure that your shelves are stocked with Black-owned products, right, right, and then going deeper um, in 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 governments and in um and in businesses like other businesses, right? That would encourage a more diverse workforce. I like I mm -hmm. believe when pe and when people are shopping from black-owned, and then there's black-owned uh, like black-owned businesses in regular retail stores, right? It it it'll force It'll force people to hire a more diverse uh, workforce and hence help spread the wealth, wealth. Yeah. 
and diminish the the, the gap mm-hmm. between um economically between uh white and black and, and black people you know and mm-hmm. give us the opportunity to grow our businesses as well into i don't know billion dollar businesses yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well have all the opportunities yeah you know, same opportunities that are available to white business owners basically yeah yeah it like it's it and it it, everything is challenging for everybody on a whole it it really Mm -hmm. is life is challenging black white whatever it's challenging women Women, (laughs) yes you know but there's there's an extra layer like like i heard that you know like way people are swimming with with the current you know we're swimming against the current you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's exhaust. It's really exhausting. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, so shifting, shifting gears a tiny bit, I want to ask you about your, and you touched on it in an indirect way, your definition of success. And I'm curious to know if I had asked you the same question earlier in your career at the start of your business, would the answer have been any different? I think, uh, with, Okay, so my definition of success is, I think if you asked me that like a long time ago, it would have been different than it is now. Before it would be, it was more about, okay, having a lot of money and um, status. And um, that was my more of my measure of success like how much money i i was going to make and um like what kind of things i would be able that that i would have access access to uh with more money but i i realize it's it's not it's not about that it's about living well in um being satisfied and content with what you're doing um, every day and being aware of what you're like, being aware of what you're contributing and what you're, what you're doing and how you can help other people. You know, that was always in, in my mind as, as being successful as doing what, doing what I want to do and contributing in the way that I can use my talents most effectively, mm-hmm. you know, but I was also really focused on financial success. Um, right. Yeah. It's still traditional really, measures. Yeah. The traditional, like what the, what the machine fed us. This is what right. it looks <laughs> like. You have this car and this money and this house and yeah, in this neighborhood, in, in this neighborhood. And, you know, I, I lived in that house kind of in that neighborhood, but but not quite, (laughs) but I lived in a big house. It was like, oh, with that, there's another, there's more headache. And I realized it's, it's, it's not all about that. Um, For me, success is simplicity, living Mm -hmm. a healthy lifestyle, giving back, helping others, and most of all, being satisfied with what you're doing like every day mm-hmm. in life and not mm-hmm. having an, an expectation of exactly what it needs to be look like because that leads to disappointment. That's one of the yeah. things I learned actually most recently and when COVID happened, <clears throat> you 
you know, that was another like, bam, okay, this is not what I expected. So am I going to get upset about it and recoil or, and die or realize that there mm-hmm. could be a deeper meaning behind that? Yeah. So yeah, success mm-hmm. really means to me like, yeah, just it's, it's spiritual, like being in touch mm-hmm. with your spirituality, your faith and contributing and mm-hmm. doing things that bring you joy and using your talents, being able to use mm-hmm. your talents to, to, to help others. Uh, a question I like to ask, and there's always, you know, some, some of the words I would use in, in the traditional way of asking are, are loaded, especially for women. Um, how do you find balance between your business, your, your personal life, being a woman, um, what's, you know, what, what's your key to staying grounded, staying in balance? Honestly, Ava, I'm still navigating my way through that. Mm -hmm. I know, um, I, I meditate like daily. I know that's helped to keep me, um, sane. Right. (laughs) That's a good start. (laughs) Yeah. I start out my day that way and I may do it again in the daytime when I need to access uh, creativity. It just Mm -hmm. keeps me calmer. And I I, I think it does something more than I even realize. I think it makes me less judgmental, less patient. Mm -hmm. I mean, not less patient. Duh. Sorry. More patient, like patient. More patient. It makes me more patient. Um, and I think it's important for me, meditating daily, taking time to write down my thoughts, journal, mm-hmm. and um, reading, and uh, listening to um, podcasts <laughs> like like <laughs> yours. Yeah, yes, love that yes. answer. No, obviously. seriously, seriously, because I I. Mm-hmm. Because this way you can kind of get, you can get out of yourself and your head and your own thoughts. My issue, like I, I struggle with, um, with uh, mental health issues is getting stuck in my head in my old narrative that doesn't serve me anymore. So when I hear um, different perspectives and other people's stories, I get ideas and I realize that, oh, okay, maybe it can be it's different it, something can be different from what i'm thinking yeah yeah which goes back to what i was saying you you, you know like in the background of, of of different industries you need different voices is there you mentioned reading is there a book or an author that's influenced you something that you find yourself going back to you know more more often uh, maybe something you're reading at the moment uh, so I, I follow Eckhart Tolle. Yes. Yeah. He wrote the new earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have all kinds of stickies and highlights in there that I, <laughs> that I go. It's that kind of book. It's that yeah, kind of book. Can, a lot can be highlighted in there. Yeah. So yeah. And I, and I, and I, I find that something that maybe made sense to me one way at that time when I look at it again, oh, like I discover something new. And it's not a book that you can, like you read one time and I get it. I I feel like it's a book for for me anyway, that I go back to 
and I still gain more, more from from that. So I fo- mm-hmm. I follow him. I felt like I feel like he's that book saved me. Um, in my spiritual journey, or just wondering, well, what? Why am I here? What What is all this for? Yeah. My probably top question, top favorite question to ask: What do you wish women would do more of? I wish women would lean on their learn like um depend on their instincts a little bit more and not what other people told them that they should be like. Mhm mhm. Yeah, that's I, a good one. I find that I listened a lot to and speaking for me and my girlfriends to uh what my mother told me what it should be like or what I need to be doing or how it has to be and I battled that from when I was young but I still felt wrong because that's the model she showed me to mm-hmm. you know serve 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 selflessly and never take care of yourself right. so that now though when I want to do that now it's still a struggle to just take care of myself and just think about myself I still feel like I'm being selfish um mm-hmm. and um yeah, I blocked out my intuition. So I'd, I'd want to tell women that, listen to your gut, your your intuition. It rarely right. leads you a, like astray. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and don't, yeah, don't follow other people. Like mm-hmm. do, you can make your, whatever it is, you can make your own mistake and it's your mistake. And it's yeah. not really a mistake. It's a learning. It's no. a learning process. Yeah. It's your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me want to ask you: How do you connect with that inner voice, with your intuition? I think the meditation makes it louder mm-hmm. for me, and um, mm-hmm. like praying to God for like answers. Mm-hmm. for for things i get i get a feeling or i or, or i get a sign that's just for me but yeah. if you don't believe in in god i i find meditation is is really helpful as well yeah uh, yeah yeah it gives you the confidence to like really listen to yourself and your 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 what your body is telling you you can mm-hmm. hear more and feel more I think when you mm-hmm. take the time to to be still and to meditate as a regular practice. Yeah. And there's an unlearning too, right? Because as you were bringing up, we've all been taught to not listen to that voice and to do what's expected and to yeah. play by the rules. Yeah. So this that, is a societal that's rules. an important stage. Yeah. 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 So that that's how I get in touch with mine and I'm, I'm still stretching myself it's, it's it's an ongoing an ongoing thing i i sometimes i look for when will i arrive I was like i hear I'll, you'll never <laughs> arrive it just keeps it's just you just keep you just keep going and going yeah, walking down the road mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much for sharing all your thoughts and insights I am so thankful for the, the opportunity to, to, to speak with, uh, with you today. Thank you for that.
Thank you to Chantal for her time today. You can shop Love and Nudes at loveandandnudes.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you did, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. 